why I haven't been with you, baby. I've been asleep. But you're awake now, Mommy, right? <laughs> I'm wide awake, pretty girl. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 45 of the Views from the John podcast. I am your host, John Ares, and uh, this episode number 45 is dedicated to Wayne Prodi. All right, let's get started here. I can't say this happened to me, but it happened to a friend of mine, so I have to give him credit. I wish it happened to me. Nothing ever happens to me. But listen to this, okay? This is an honest-to-God true story. And be fair warned, this episode is going to be full of triggers, okay? So if you're easily triggered or whatever, just leave now, okay? Because you're not going to find anything on this funny. Fair warning, all right? So... But this is a true story. My buddy was at a get-together this past weekend. And there was a gay couple there. A man and a man. And their real last name. They didn't change it to this. Their real last name is Mr. and Mr. Lovecock. (laughs) It's not a joke. It's not a joke. Two gay men with a real-life last name of Lovecock. It's just perfect. I'm telling you, man. When two people are just meant to be, it is just meant to be. But yeah, man, it's like, hello? Mr. and Mr. Lovecock, I presume? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe that family name just kind of grew in the lineage because they had a suspicion that it that that trait might have run in the family. But it made me think, man, there's all sorts of embarrassing names out there, you know? I mean, my name is kind of embarrassing. I was named after a toilet. When anybody thinks of a John, right? What's the first thing that goes into your mind? You think of a toilet, the John, right? So, you know, my name associates with a friggin' bathroom, okay? But, you know, not that it's supposed to make me feel better, but other people have it out there worse. Like, these are some actual real last names that exist. Including, okay, a guy named Dave, and his last name is Dick Out. Dick Out. Dave Dick Out. <laughs> so, when my, so when my buddy has to page this guy at work, he's literally got to go, Dave... Dave Dick out to the office, please. Uh, here are some other great last names that uh, I'm thankful that I do not have. Wiener, Schmuck, Gay, Cummings, <laughs> Dickman, uh, Farty, Gaywood, Acock. Hey, what's up there, Acock? Uh, Wankum. <laughs> Ballsack. <laughs> Fucking Ballsack. Oh, can you imagine having the last name of Ballsack? Any of you guys have embarrassing last names? If you're watching this on YouTube, let me know. Let me know the most embarrassing last name, true last name that you've ever heard. But man, if I had the last name of Ballsack, I don't know if I could keep my family integrity together. I would have to change it. Uh, more real true last names. Crap. Hello, I'm Mr. Crap. 
Stink. Hey, it's Johnny Stink. <laughs> Titty. Hey, look at it, it's Mrs. Titty. I love that titty family. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Jesus. You want to hear a real true story that happened to me though? Absolutely true story. Unless you've been living under a rock or you're not from uh, the United States, you've probably had uh, to take a census recently. And even though I took the census, evidently they didn't get my stuff in the mail. So I had a census taker stop by the house the other day, woke me up, and uh, I was like, listen, dude, I've already sent that shit in. He's like, you know, so I'm almost like, I'm all set with doing it again. And he's like, okay, but just so you know, somebody else is probably going to come and disturb you. And I'm like, what, you just can't take me off your list? He's like, nope. So sure as shit, a couple nights later, 8.15 at night, 8.15, like the sun had already set. It's almost dark out. There's a lady at my door in a mask wearing a badge that says census or whatever. So I go out there. I don't have a mask on, but I don't know. Are you anti-mask? Are you pro-mask? I don't know. She had a mask on. I asked her to back up six feet. I don't know. She could be carrying Ebola. You got to be careful. All right. Anyways. So anyways, they didn't get my information. So I'm like, all right, I'll do it again. All they want is your name, your address, your phone number, how many people live with you, how many kids you got. That's it. But they also wanted to know what race I was and what sex I was. And she had to make a specific point to me that she couldn't assume, right? <laughs> so here's the deal. <laughs> this is the honest to God's truth. I don't want to give away where I live. I told you guys, I live in Massachusetts, the greater Boston area suburbs, okay? I'm obviously not in downtown Boston. But if you draw, you know, a radius around Boston, somewhere in the suburbs, okay? And this area that I'm in is known for having a very uh, LGBTQ strong community, very liberal, blah, 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 blah. What can I say? I was born and raised here. I was born into it. Anyways, she says to me, now she's like, this next question is going to be a little bit difficult. But she says to me, considering the city in which you live in, I can't just assume, but what gender are you? So I literally went like this and I'm like, what gender am I? She's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's like, you know, we used to just assume, but we can't just assume anymore. And I'm just like, oh my God, is anybody really looking at me thinking I might be a lady? I don't know. But it, is that really where we've gotten to, people? Where we just can't assume somebody's gender? It's not just obvious? But anyways, she literally had the precursor. She's like, I'm so sorry, but I just, I can't assume that, you know, you're man or woman and, you know, the, the city in which we're in, you know. And I'm like, listen, lady, I get it. <laughs> you know, I get it. I'm a man. Okay, is that one of the options? She's like, yes, a man is an option. Okay, I'm a man. Okay, so we got that straightened out. <sighs> amazing. It truly is amazing. And you know, want to hear something else that ties in with that? Another friend of mine, right? This always happens to friends of mine because I don't have a life. But no, I, I do have a life. But this particular friend of mine fishes and I don't fish because, uh, you know, I believe that animals, you know, have feelings too. You know, how would you like to get hooked out of the water, you know? Do unto others as you... No, I'm just kidding. I really don't care. 
fish are delicious. And there's, yeah, whatever. Anyways, that's not the point. So anyways, my buddy fishes, and he needed to go renew his fishing license. And obviously that requires filling out some kind of paperwork form, right? So he goes down to the Department of Fish, Game, Wildlife, whatever they are, and he has to fill out a form. And he texted me the day this happened. He's like, listen, I just went to the, uh, you know, to get my fish license renewed. And he's like, check this out. He's like, I had three options to pick from for my gender. And I, we were like, oh, really? Three options. There's three genders. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, there was female, male, or non-binary. Now, with me having a computer degree and working in the computer field, when, when somebody says the word binary to me, the, the first thing I think of is computer code, binary code. So when I think of non-binary, you know, you're talking some kind of new computer coding language that I don't know about. So, yeah, I, I don't claim, you know, to know a lot about this subject. But, yeah, he had three different genders to pick from. And one of them was non-binary. So, uh, yeah. It used to be just man and woman. And you used to be able to just tell and assume. But uh, those days are over. And if you're young, you're probably watching this at home going, Shut up, you boomer. Not a boomer, though. To be a boomer, you have to be from uh, the baby booming generation. And I am not. I'm a Generation X. I grew up on video games. Okay? I grew up on the internet. I was just about that age when all that stuff came out. Okay? So I am part of the last great generation. Just know that. Okay? But we did give birth to millennials. So I apologize for that. All right. Let's talk shit for a minute. You ready? I can't imagine you guys don't get annoyed by this either, so let's really roll into this one. Uh, Carfax. You guys know what Carfax is, right? Carfax is a company. Everybody wants a Carfax. You, you're looking to buy a car, you want to run the Carfax. Make sure the car hasn't been in an accident, blah, blah, blah. You've seen the commercials on TV for Carfax. But evidently, advertising and having TV for uh, commercials for Carfax wasn't uh, doing enough. So the brilliant people at Carfax got together and came up with the idea for a mascot. Right? Every company to succeed in marketing needs to have a mascot, evidently. And the brilliant minds at Carfax, again, I would have loved to have been in, in this meeting. Uh, let's see. What could we come up with a mascot for Carfax? Uh, let's see. Uh, a fox is like fax if you were to change the A to an O. And, and everyone's just like, yeah, let's, let's have a fox. But is there a car fox? The Carfax fox? Is that making anybody want to run out and use Carfax more now that they're using a fox? I don't get it, but it's annoying the fuck out of me. The Aflac duck. Tell me you don't want to reach through the television and strangle that thing. Flow. Progressive flow. Don't look at me. Don't look at me and tell me that you haven't wanted to reach through that television screen and choke flow out. Okay? I think Flo is the perfect name for Flo because I think every time she shoots a commercial, she's having a heavy flow. 
That friggin' gecko. That, oh, if you save 15% of moo in your cabin, <laughs> dude, hand to God. I know you're not supposed to harm another animal, right? But if I saw that Geico gecko in the road, I would run that fucker down. Like, I'm talking, you know, just like you're going after a squirrel. I would run that fucking thing over and pancake it. The Geico gecko. Get the frig out of here. And then Limu. You know what Limu stands for? Liberty Mutual. They couldn't just say Liberty Mutual. They had to shorten it to Limu. And then they had to come up with a mascot. And the brilliant minds in their marketing department got together and said, hmm, what animal rhymes with emu? A lemu. So let's have a mascot for Liberty Mutual. That's a friggin' emu. Fifteen <laughs> oh, percent savings, my ass. You ever tried calling Geico? Fifteen minutes can save you fifteen percent. Is there anybody on the planet that doesn't know that at this point? Honest to God. The true story, okay? I'm pretty sure, speaking of pretty sure, you know what I watched the other night? Idiocracy. Ever seen Idiocracy? If you haven't, that's a fantastic comedy where the guy gets renamed to not sure. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure, right? No, I'm not sure. No, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm definitely sure. Uh, Massachusetts, I don't know. Some states aren't allowed to have certain insurance companies, right? And I think Massachusetts can't have Geico, even though they advertise Go -Go Geico on TV here all the time. However, when I moved to South Carolina back in the day, I needed new car insurance. And I remember the gecko, right? At that point, I didn't want to run him over. And I remember him saying, you could save 15%. And I needed some car insurance. So, honest to God, I think I called seven or eight companies. Because back then, they didn't have all the quotes for you online all laid out. Geico was like literally four or five hundred dollars more expensive than any other of the other name brand companies I called. Like Progressive and Liberty Mutual and Omaha and all and whatever. So, saving 15%, dude, it was like... A 30% increase by switching to Geico. And I have an immaculate driving record too. So when they tell you that you're going to save 15%, you ain't. Okay? And if the Geico isn't convincing you, I don't know what will. Alright. What's next here? I gotta give a little uh, shout out to... Uh, no, I don't. It's the same problem I had last week. My internet will not stretch outside here. So all the notes I want to pull up on the internet and on my phone, I can't do because that's what's recording me. So I end up having to print out a bunch of friggin' notes and then I get confused as to what order I wanted to tell this bullshit in. All right. Uh, let's see. Real quick. Giannis... Antetokounmpo. I had to look that up. I can't pronounce his last name. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 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 Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
he headbutted another player the other night uh, in an NBA matchup. And the first thought that popped into my sick-ass mind was, I think he might have broken coronavirus protocol by headbutting somebody else, considering they don't have masks on. So I wonder if somebody called the NBA snitch hotline. Speaking of the NBA, I have to give credit where credit is due, okay? Anytime somebody stands up in the face of any adversity, whether you agree with the adversity or you don't agree with adversity, I have to give credit, okay? Jonathan Isaac is an NBA player for the Orlando Magic. He's a power forward. And uh, a week or two ago, when the NBA season restarted, everybody in the NBA took a knee, and wore a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. However, Jonathan Isaac did not wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, and he did not kneel. And this man is a man of color. And he had to know all too well that by doing that, in defying the masses, that he was going to get massacred and want it canceled, maybe want to get killed, whatever. But he stood his ground on what he believes in, which is the fact that he will only kneel to God or Jesus. And he also feels, he feels, that him wearing a BLM t-shirt isn't going to change anything. And the only person that he will kneel to is God or Jesus. It's part of his religion. I get it. I have to respect it. But the reason I'm going to call him a hero is not because of, I, because of I agree with his ideologies or not. It's because he did something heroic in the fact that he stood up for what he believed in, all the well knowing that the masses were going to murder him, you know, uh, uh, hypothetically, not really, obviously, uh, f for doing that. But because of his faith and his religion, he stuck to what he believed in. In the face of great adversity, he stayed true. And how can you not uh, respect that man? So a huge shout out to Jonathan Isaac. Um, I'm going to be changing my name to something funny. I'm going to change my name to a screw me. Not quite as funny as the names that we discussed before, but just watch. A screw me. My first name is John, right? I'm going to keep that part, but I'm going to say it in Spanish. I'm going to change it legally to say Juan. Juan is John in Spanish, in case you guys don't know that. So basically, once you say my whole name, Mr. A screw me, first name Juan, say it out loud in your head now. You get it? So I will be formally known as, once I file the paperwork, as Mr. Juan Ascrumi. <laughs> oh shit, I hope you, I don't know. I'm making myself laugh, right? That's the only reason I'm doing this podcast, is just to be selfish for myself, right? So as long as I laughed, that's all that matters. So if you didn't find that funny, then screw you. Yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, so we talked about Wanna Screw Me, <laughs> the census taker, the fishing license with three different genders, Carfax, 
saving 15% on T2 Kumpo. Oh, speaking of Major League Sports. Now, before Major League Baseball started back up, uh, I thought Major League players couldn't uh, spit or they'd, they'd be fines. And uh, considering that they're still wearing masks, uh, like while they're running the bases or playing first base or catching or whatever, uh, they're obviously taking the virus seriously. However, have you seen how many brawls and like bench clearing fights there's been in Major League Baseball over the last week? There's been a shitload. And then you've got people literally all over each other not wearing masks. So what's the point? There was supposed to be all these rules and protocols in place to keep the players safe from, uh, you know, contracting it, like wearing a mask. But yet when you go into a full-out brawl, like it's WrestleMania 60, you can just, you may as well just throw out all the protocols. But the funniest thing that I keep seeing happening that I don't see anybody addressing um, is obviously I live in the Boston area. I got a Red Sox hat on. Do you think that means I don't watch the Red Sox? I do. I watch the Red Sox almost every night. Raphael Devers, third baseman for the Red Sox. The dude spits every two seconds, but I never heard the announcers or an umpire or MLB or ESPN ever once mention it. But there's a lot of players out there that are breaking tons of coronavirus protocol, and that's okay. I don't care. doesn't affect me any. You know, maybe some of the protocols that are in place are ridiculous to you. Maybe they're really serious to you. I don't really have an opinion. I'm just saying I'm an observational guy and I'm observing all sorts of contradictions happening that nobody's bringing up. And I'm just like looking around at the rest of the world being like, is anyone else seeing this or am I just friggin' crazy? Um, so, yeah. I think they're supposed to be fined. And when I thought of that the other night, it triggered another story in my head. I had a baseball coach when I was a little kid, little league age, I don't know, seven or eight years old. Uh, God, I can't even remember his last name. But he literally had this plastic like bucket that almost looked like a cup. And he would clip it to the chain link fence in our dugout. And he wrote on it, the boo-boo bucket. And if anybody on the team, like, swore or got out of line or didn't do something the coach said, you had to put a penny in the boo-boo bucket. That was a coaching lesson in the 80s. And which is making me think right now that if I was coaching in 2020, and I did coach uh, youth baseball for two years in 2015 and 2016, and I thought stuff was crazy then like parents coming out at me and saying hey do you think uh the the batter and pitcher should hug when the pitcher hits the batter i had parents asking me that question the parents were seriously asking the head baseball coach of their little league team why the pitcher and batter didn't hug with when the pitcher hit the batter I swear, I'm not making that up. <laughs> That's a whole nother topic that one day I'll get into. But yeah, could you do that in 2020 if you were a coach of any youth sport? Could you have a boo-boo bucket in your uh, dugout or on the bench, whatever sport it is, and make kids put a penny in it if they accidentally swear or don't do something? Would that fly? Okay. You ready for this? 
This is a serious, serious topic. And it's something that I'm currently living through right now. If you have a wife or a girlfriend that you were living with or is, that, or is in your bubble since the pandemic, you haven't had to worry about dating or sex anything because you're living in a bubble or a home with someone that you're married with or whatever. Okay? I was dating somebody when the pandemic started, but we were not living together. Okay? So that kind of broke that whole shit off. But now that everything is kind of settled back down, uh, I have started redating again and getting into uh, relations again. And when you're trying to navigate the waters of a pandemic in your dating, okay, you obviously come up against some pretty big conundrums, right? You know, like how are you supposed to keep a six foot distance uh, when you're trying to make whoopee? Or if you and your partner wear a mask, can the virus be transmitted through blood or semen? I don't know. So this is the kind of stuff that you got to kind of think about, right? Or maybe not. Maybe you really don't believe in corona and think you can't get it or whatever, so you don't do anything about it. But, uh, and I hate to say this, but, uh, but in a more progressive area of the country <laughs> uh, we have been taking the virus a little bit more seriously and I think our numbers for the outbreak speak volumes right now to compare to how well uh, other people are doing uh, we're not screwed like California who's been on a lockdown since day one we've been on lockdown for months now nobody's fighting people just do their civic duty now of wearing a mask when it's appropriate to wear one that's it I don't get why it's such a big deal around every other place in the country. But anyways, when you're trying to start up a relationship now, post-pandemic or whatever, middle pandemic, what do you do? So we had to get really creative. And I affectionately, well, we now affectionately re refer to this as the Corona style position. Okay. And the Corona style is no kissing. You both wear a mask. And you do it doggy style. That way, you're literally about like... I mean, if you were to take a tape measure from the front of her mouth to where like my mouth would be when you're in that position, it would probably literally be like four, four and a half feet. Plus, if she has to cough, she'll cough like up against a wall. Okay? So it's literally, you got to do it doggy style. Both people have to have a mask on. There's no kissing, and she has to be up against like a corner or, or like up against the wall. So if she does cough, it like goes up against the wall. Okay, so you know, missionary and all that kind of stuff is completely out. Now we had to take it even further because you know she's a little bit panicky about this kind of stuff. So you know, you both got to shower first. You know, we used President Trump's idea, you know, about using Clorox to rinse our. <laughs> And I, I, sorry, I can't even joke about that because somebody's going to be like, really? Uh, anyways, but yeah, the first part I think was probably funny enough because that was really the true story. We both wore a mask, we didn't kiss, and we did it in that style so she could be as far away from me as possible. So it's, how do you do it during a pandemic, dating somebody? Very carefully. 
you still are taking a little bit of risk into your hands, but it's a calculated risk, okay? I have to get that evil out of me somehow, and she needs to get that evil out of her somehow, right? And, uh, you know, when you've been, uh, you know, contactless with another sex or whatever sex you're into for many months, it gets pretty lonely, okay? So we all have our needs. We're human beings. So, you know, if we're going to do something like that during the pandemic, post-pandemic, whatever it is, we're going to be safe about it. So you shower first, you both wear a mask, no kissing, just like if you're with a prostitute, <laughs> and uh, uh, you do it doggy style with her up against like a wall. So in case she coughs, it goes up against the wall. And if you want to go even further, like I said, you could use Clorox to either rinse your mouth out and you could dip your genitalia into some sanitizer. Um, I was even thinking about Corona condoms, you know, rather than being lubricated with like Nanoxidil 9 or, or some kind of spermicide, you could actually lubricate it with some kind of a Corona side type of mixture that would kill any kind of Corona if it happened to be on either of your uh, partner's genitalia. I don't know. And speaking of that, that got me on the, on the uh, train of thinking about different forms of birth control. And uh, the most popular forms of birth control uh, for me and my partners over the years has definitely been uh, the ah, fuck it, let's figure it out later method. Uh, that's number one. Number two, withdrawal. Uh, number three, the pill or an IED or an IUD or whatever they call that thing. Uh, and then uh, the final and least favorite method would be a condom. Uh, you ladies don't understand, but putting a condom on is literally like people have said, like trying to put a condom over your tongue and trying to taste food. It just ain't going to happen, okay? So, um, but yeah, like I said, my usual favorite method you know, over the years has always been to just think about the consequences later, okay? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Thankfully, I've been lucky in my life. But this got us on the topic of um, other contraception devices that aren't necessarily for the man or, uh, you know, his thing. This got us on the subject of dental dams. And of course, I don't do any research on this shit. So if memory serves... I, I think a dental dam is like a piece of like saran wrap that you would place over the hoo-ha if you go down on a lady. And I don't think I've ever heard or seen anyone ever use one of those. And I'm wondering why they call it a dental dam when it has nothing to do with your teeth. It's to protect you, I assume, from getting HPV if you're going down on a woman's hoo-hoo, right? So, did they come up with the word dental dam because they were more concerned about maybe uh, the juices down there rotting your teeth? So it was more of a dam for your dental work or the person who was doing the eating as opposed to uh, catching an STD? You guys know? Write me in about that. And I apologize. I'm outside. There's kids in my neighborhood. What am I going to do? Go yell at them? 
there'll be a Ken or a Karen. Hey, I'm trying to do a podcast. Can everybody in the world stop what they're doing because you're bothering me? (laughs) It's live and let live, man. There's people outside. I can't help what other people do. So if you hear stuff in the background, I apologize. I'm going to noise suppress the hell out of this when I get to editing. But I'm outdoors. There's chainsaws. There's lawnmowers. There's kids. There's cars. There's birds. There's crickets. There's cats. There's dogs, okay? There's locusts. There's snakes, okay? There's even groundhogs, dude, okay? So forgive me. Uh, What else? Oh, dude, this is another thing. And I even told a buddy about this this morning and he didn't believe me, but this is the honest to God's true story. And even the story in the story is true. But of course I didn't do any research on this. This is all going by memory, but there used to be a show like on the learning channel or discovery channel or the health channel, whatever. And I want to say it was something along the lines of like, I didn't know I was pregnant until, and it literally told real life stories of women that had babies but didn't know they were pregnant until they were having or had the baby. And when I told my buddy about that today, he's like, dude, that show can't exist. He's like, no. I'm like, it really did exist. He's like, well, then the people on it are lying because how can a lady not know that she's pregnant? And I'm like, dude, believe it or not, there are seriously women out there who have given birth that didn't know they were pregnant. It does seem crazy. But that's exactly why we're talking about it, because it is a uh, it is a crazy thing. I don't know. I'm not a lady. I've never been pregnant. I don't know what it feels like to be pregnant, so I can't comment on how somebody could be pregnant and not know it. But the show was literally called something like that. I didn't know I was pregnant until. In like the marquee story of that entire episode that sticks in my brain, which is still unbelievable to me, but apparently this is 100% true. There was a lady, of course it was a lady, right? Can men give birth? Apparently they can, I've heard, but sorry, I'm not prepared to go that far yet. But anyways, there was a lady and she was pregnant and she didn't know it, okay? Somehow. And one night she's on the couch with her boyfriend watching TV. And she has a stomach ache. She feels like she has to take a shit. So she goes into the bathroom, closes the door, pulls down the pants, sits on the toilet. She feels like she used the bathroom. She actually feels better, okay? But when she goes to get up, she's like stuck. She can't get up. She's like tethered to the toilet. And that's when she turns around, looks down, and sees that there is a baby in the toilet. And the reason she can't get up is because the umbilical cord is stuck to her. That long pause of silence was for you to laugh so you could now you know, catch up on the next line I'm about to say. I hope that made you laugh. The reason I didn't laugh is because it's, I mean, I just did chuckle, but I've seen it so many times. It's so horrifying that it's like, how can you not laugh at it? It's like, are you kidding me? A woman didn't know she was pregnant, thought she had to poo, but when she got up to wipe, noticed that she didn't poo, she had a baby. So anytime you think your life is bad, okay, 
just picture yourself being pregnant and not knowing it and then thinking you have to poo. I mean, talk about giving new uh, light to, to that old mantra. You know, now I sit here brokenhearted, came to shit but only farted. How about that lady? She's sitting there brokenhearted because she came to shit. But not only did she not fart, she had a kid. <laughs> oh, God. Is there anything else I missed? We talked about Mr. and Mr. Lovecock, Juan Askrew, Jonathan Isaac, the census taker, three different genders, the Carfax Fox, Geico's 15% savings that they can stick up their ass, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Major League Baseball breaking coronavirus protocols, having sex during the coronavirus pandemic. Why do they call it a dental dam? The boo-boo bucket. And I didn't know I was pregnant until. And that about wraps it up. And once again, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Wayne Previty or Previty. I can't stand that I don't know the proper way to say it. It's been said multiple times. But rest in peace, my friend. It's awful, isn't it? I feel so bad for Bill. That's like one of Bill Burr's, like, like literally best friends. Um, they met his third show into his career 30 years ago. Oh, 28 years ago. 92. And I know for a fact Bill has lost some close people uh, to him, both in his family and his business the last several years. And, you know, I lost my mother six months ago. So it's just, man... That's why I really live by the philosophy and I try to tell you guys mixed in with my shitty comedy that uh, life goes by quick. Just like Ferris Bueller said, man, life goes by quick. And if you don't stop to look around every once in a while, you might miss it. Mother Nature and Father Time don't give a shit about you or your age or your feelings or your color or your race or your gender or anything else. It'll snatch it away from you or fuck with you like that. So what I'm saying is right now, in this moment, if you're happy and you're healthy, clap your hands. Live in the moment. Because it can be taken from you without any warning. So tell the people around you that you love them more often than you have been, right? Live for today. Cross whatever bridge you're worried about when, you, when and if you get to that bridge. Live for the next five minutes. And then the next five minutes, I don't have to do anything but just look into a camera and try to play it off like I have any resemblance of what I know what I'm doing, right? This has been episode number 45 of the Views from the John podcast. And of course, I've been your host, John Ares. We will talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.